Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tea with Ken with your host Ken. I want to begin this episode, as always, by thanking all of you listeners for supporting us as we get this going. Um, we're coming on two months now, and I'm so impressed. Both Ashley and myself are impressed by the growth of our community, and we, as always, want to make you feel included. So if you have a personal story, if you have ad- if you need advice, if you have anything that you want to share um, with us, please feel free to send us a message on Facebook. Make sure you like our Facebook page. You can um, send us a tweet, DM us. Um, you can send us an email at twithken at gmail.com. That's T-A-W-I-T-H-K-E-N at gmail.com. You know, we want to make this as inclusive as possible. Um, we really... We're really impressed, to say the least, um, with the growth that we've been experiencing with this podcast. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, make sure you rate us on iTunes. You know, an example can be, you know, if you want to give us five stars and you say, you know, Ken is so awesome. I love listening to him. He makes my day, makes my trip to school easier, you know. That would be an example of a, you know, review you can leave. You don't necessarily have to give us five stars, but that would be preferred. (laughs) But um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is our last episode of just Ashley and myself. Uh, Next week, we're going to have our first guest. So we're kind of excited for where this podcast is going. And hopefully you guys are too. So thank you again. And... Enjoy. Seated by windows, chewing on grass. You notice me eating the words we just can't take back. How annoying we are on the same spectrum. Welcome to another episode of Tea with Ken with your host, Ken. And your co-host, Ashley. We are back again with another episode. We apologize a million, trillion, quintillion times for not having an episode last week. Um, But we're going to make up for it in the weeks following because we have guests lined up to the kazoo. So I just want to make you guys aware that episode nine, this episode is going to be the last episode with just Ashley and I. And... I understand that we're awesome and we have lots of fun things to talk about, but I really want this community to start, you know, information gathering and kind of appreciation, appreciating the um, perspectives of people that may agree with us and people that may not agree with us, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of certain, um, you know, issues or lifestyles. And I think kind of like broadening your perspective on life is the best thing that you can possibly do being accepting 
you know, or understanding towards different perspectives is kind of like key in life. So, um, you know, as you all know, this is the part where I do all of the shameless self-promotion. So, um, Aging Faces of America is moving forward. I finally have all of the equipment that I need in order to start filming the series in its entirety. So I just want to give myself a round of applause for that. I didn't even need the GoFundMe page. So um, that GoFundMe page is going to turn into something else. Last, uh, Well, the week before last, episode eight, I was um, talking about how Aging Faces of America is going to turn into something, you know, bigger. Like there was a big surprise for everybody. So um, I feel comfortable in releasing the information that now I'm going to make Aging Faces of America. Um, it's going to be a docuseries as well as we're going to form um, a charity. And I think that um, when you think of the elderly in America, they're one of the most underappreciated kind of like um, class or um, demographic in America, you know, a lot of elderly are put into nursing homes, you know, when they die, their funeral expenses kind of like, um, kill, you know, gosh, that was a bad, uh, word, but like, they kind of like kill the pockets of their family members that weren't prepared for their death. And I want Hospice. to, yeah. And, um, a lot of nursing homes are completely terrible, but I want to create a aging faces of America fund. That, um, I mean, you know, everything has to start locally. So I want to create a fund that basically um, provides um, provides money in the, in the um, event that, you know, an untimely death happens with someone who's older or like someone like that you didn't have enough time preparing for. Um, it just kind of gives you a little extra money to, you know, to, um, I can't breathe right now. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it gives you a little extra money to, you know, compensate their death and funeral expenses and, um, such. And, um, another component of the fund is providing housing and, um, good housing because there are so many horror stories about nursing homes and there are so many, you know, unjust things happening in nursing homes and not being, you know, the staff not being attentive towards the needs of the elderly. Well, and a lot of times they're underfunded as well. Yes, so um, the Aging Face of America Fund, and it's crazy that it took, you know, however many years because I was looking for, I was researching this kind of concept and I couldn't find any other funds that were similar to this. So once once this gets off the ground running and I go speak to the IRS and, you know, all of the fun people with the um, money, <laughs> I, um, I'll let you guys know more about it. But I'm really excited about this, um, this the way that Aging Face of America is going. And the first chapter is going to release in sequence with the first three chapters. So it's going to be released as a as a bundle just to say thank you for everyone who has been kind of like following Aging Faces of America. And that's that. Um, I don't really have anything else to promote in terms of um, in terms of things that I'm doing currently because I just like I'm all over the place. But um, I wanted to give a shout out to Music Midtown in Atlanta um, for people that aren't familiar, um, I know we have a lot of listeners that are outside of the country, actually, which is so cool. Hi, Indonesia. You seem to be top on our map right now. But um, <laughs> I know that sounded so cool. <laughs> like we're, we're so posh. <laughs> no, but, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, 
Music Midtown is this really big, like if you think of Bonnaroo, you think of Coachella, it's like this really big music festival in Atlanta. It's the biggest music festival that Atlanta um, hosts. And I got to work it last night, which if you're listening to this, it was two nights ago, but um, I got to work it on Saturday night and it was so awesome. There was 21 pilots there. There was churches, Lil Wayne um, and another rapper. I, I don't remember his name. But um, there were there were just so many great performers. Tonight is going to be the Killers and yeah. James Bay and everybody Beck that I was love. There. Beck was there. I know. Stop Saturday. talking. I'm so I'm, upset. I'm sorry. Um, I wanted to go so bad. <laughs> it was really awesome, and I just want to give a shout out to um, Piedmont Park because they really they really um, put a good show together. I don't think I've ever been to Piedmont Park and things have been like kind of just slopped together. It's always like it was seamless. I went through the VIP entrance, you know, to get to my um, my booth and it was seamless. You know, I didn't have a problem with my equipment. I had, you know, my camera, all of my audio equipment. I didn't have a single problem. So I just wanted to give a big kudos to Piedmont Park because you guys are really awesome. And I really appreciate timely and coordination like and you guys host Pride, and that's yeah. our second favorite Atlanta holiday of the year. <laughs> Pride was super fun, except my feet still hurt from last year's Pride. <laughs> I know, really. But we've never looked better. Yeah, we, we looked amazing. And sweaty, but amazing. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even sweaty. I just looked hot. Yeah. Except my feet hurt. So, um, so I know that we have, begging you, we have been begging you for forever to send emails to teawithken at gmail.com. That's T-E-A-W-I-T-H-K-E-N at gmail.com. And guess what? Finally! We have our first email! (laughs) I am so excited. Like, when I say that, I am so excited that we finally have listeners that are now willing to share their personal stories with not only us. Well, and this story is incredibly personal. So we really... I re- like, and I know she wanted to stay anonymous. Yes. But I really, genuinely appreciate it because the story she's sharing is so personal and so touching, and and yes. I was really touched. Like, I really appreciate you writing in. Yeah, and um, it's I think it's it takes a lot of courage to kind of talk about not only your life but talk about the private parts of your life, the mm-hmm. parts that um to people that you don't even know. Yeah, you know? to people that you don't even know in a community. But the thing is I I love how you're doing it altruistically because you really want to help somebody. Oh, and yeah. your anonymity is just like further proving that like you're you're a great person and we really appreciate you. So, um with Do you that- want me to read it cuz you couldn't read it last time. <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> no. Thanks. I'll, appreciate that. I'll read it. <laughs> um yeah, so we're going to get into the email. Um hey, so I was the one who was messaging you on Twitter. And when I was like binge binge listening to GWF podcast, abortion came up and this woman had discussed this horrible experience. When I listened to it, it was so sad. And personally, I've had an abortion and I want girls slash women to know that it doesn't have to be a bad experience. There will always be a debate on abortion. But for me, it was the right choice. And I don't want girls who are thinking about an abortion to feel it. I happened to be living in North Dakota at the time. So I went to a clinic nearby The people working there were great. Granted, there were protesters outside the clinic, and yeah, that part sucked. But there were volunteers who escorted me into the clinic. I felt so much more comfortable with them. I went to the clinic with my dad, and I know some people won't be so lucky to have a supportive family. But the volunteers and workers there helped me through everything. One of the first processes that the clinic offered was mental health support. They made sure that abortion was my choice and that no one was trying to force me into it. I love that even though it was an abortion clinic, that they still wanted to make sure it was my decision. 
They had no bias when talking to me. The clinic informed me of possible side effects and cleared up some myths about abortion. I had always heard that getting an abortion can make it difficult to get pregnant in the future, and that scared me. However, that information is untrue. There are so many negative connotations surrounding abortion, and it seems that people are just uneducated. I was uneducated myself. If people say something enough, it seems like it must be true. Basically, I'm saying that the clinic was informative, supportive, and honest of some possible consequences. The biggest issue was mental health. For me, that wasn't a problem, but I know everyone is different, so I'm unable to give a perspective on that aspect. As for the actual abortion, I had the surgical procedure. The, off the clinic offered two different options, either the abortion pill or surgery. I put that in quotes because literally I just laid down like I was at the gyno and they stuck a tube in there. Ha <laughs> I wasn't knocked out. <laughs> And that's, I just wanna, ha. That's supposed to be, ha ha. <laughs> ha ha. I wasn't knocked out and nothing was like sliced open. It was somewhat uncomfortable, but a volunteer staff member held my hand through the entire process and talked to me while the doctor was doing the procedure. After everything was complete, they had a room with reclining chairs, heating pads, and snacks. There was no judgment and everyone there was so genuine. Also, I'm definitely not encouraging anyone to have an abortion by any means. I just want girls to know that it's okay if they get into a situation like mine and that there are really good people out there. Oh, and I forgot to mention this, but the clinic also provided me with information on all forms of birth control and they helped the girls, women there, um, girls slash women there to get a prescription for the pill. If the pill wasn't right for them, then the clinic provided information for a doctor who could help them um, with an IUD, the shot, etc. cetera. Um, and that's the end of the email. So I just want to, I just want to, uh, before we get into like, like discussing the email, I just want to thank you again, because um, now that I'm rereading it, it, it is very um, personal. It is very personal. And um, the only part I wish, I like, I wish you would have um, kind of like, I know this is asking for a lot, but I wish you would have um, kind of included what your situation was. Um, but I mean, but at it's, the end it's, of the day, it's, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it, it, no, I, I like, because I wanted to know, you know, I'm nosy. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, it, like, it, it, it doesn't day, need to be included. It doesn't matter what her situation yeah. is. You know, she acted on her right. Yeah. You know? Well, and, it's and, just, I, I just say that because she said, um, um, cause I just want girls to know that it's okay if they get in a situation like mine. So like, I just, I, you get what I'm saying? I'm playing pregnancy. That's the situation. <laughs> no, I just like, you know, I just wanted to know, um, the kind of the situation, but I'm nosy. It doesn't matter. Um, how I feel about abortion. Um, and this is going to sound blunt AF, but I personally don't believe in abortion. I politically think that I don't have a uterus and I can't decide what a woman is going to do with her body. So that being said, I can't make any decision about what a woman does with her body. So if she wants to have an abortion, go for it. If you don't want to have an abortion, go for it. That's what feminism yeah. is. It's, it's well, a, the right for women to do as they please. As someone with uterus, AKA a human baby incubator. Um, <laughs> that's right. I'm funny. I got jokes this morning, but basically personally, if I found out tomorrow that I was pregnant, mm -hmm. I would probably keep it because I'm in a financial, you know, like I, I live with my boyfriend. We live on our own. You know, we both make money. You know, I wouldn't get rid of it because I could do it. Would it be hard? I mean, yeah, it'd be super hard, but it's not impossible. 
Now, if I was in high school, we'd be having a totally different conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I was still living at home, if I didn't have money, if things, you know, with my boyfriend weren't going well, like we'd be having a different conversation. But I personally and very strongly and adamantly believe that it's your right to choose what's best for you. And I think she said that, like the the clinic was very careful to make sure that it was her decision. She wasn't being forced into it, things like that. And I'm really glad that she shared her story because I'll tell you what, like I never hear positive abortion stories. I know. It's so uncanny to me. Um, I can't even fathom why that all of, I mean, it's probably propaganda, you know, the same thing that like, the same thing that like, you know, there are. No one wants to fund Planned Parenthood, which is awful. Shame on all of you. But that's the thing though, Planned Parenthood, um, and I don't know, she just said like a clinic. Well, because there are abortion clinics, but a lot of people have a problem with Planned Parenthood because they offer abortions, but at the same time they offer. That's not the only thing that they do. They do um, free STD testing. They do um, mammograms. Yeah, they pap smears. They like, do like they, really it's like a important free clinic things. for your vagina. Yeah, and and not just Planned Parenthood isn't just for women either. Planned Parenthood is for men too. If you want to go get checked out and you want to go get um, STD checked, you can go to Planned Parenthood as well. Exactly, it's like a free clinic only for like all of the downstairs areas of your bodies. Yeah, and but but I, at the same time, all of their abortions yeah. like are paid privately. They're not paid for by the like that aspect you pay for. Instead of everything else is kind of offered by the government. Yeah. I think, um, I think, and it's like, I can't elaborate on this too much because like I said, I, I, I don't have that many thoughts about abortion because I personally would never have to have one because I don't have a uterus. Yeah. And, um, I think that in terms of like people judging and like the horror stories and stuff like that. Oh, I'll tell you um, what, I've always wanted to volunteer at an abortion clinic. Oh, and be like an advocate, like, you know, for, for the, just like walking in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Except like, I wouldn't be able to like keep my composure. I'd probably be like, Hey, shut the fuck up, man. Like, Cause I mean, people, people like honestly and truly, like I've, I've seen like personally firsthand, like what people do outside of abortion clinics. It's disgusting. And it's disgusting. Um, especially we live in the state of Georgia. Like it's, it's, it's really, so it's very conservative down here. It's very gross. And I don't think that people understand, you know, how traumatizing yeah just going can be and then on top of that but like there are so many women who go and and decide like okay i have to think on this and they will they will come back you know like it's not without all of the pseudo statistics and like the fake facts exactly you know about not being able to have a a pregnancy again or like your uterus combusting and setting on flames spontaneously combusting yeah like you'll be sitting in math class all of a sudden it's like yeah um (laughs) but but even still you know she talked about how someone like held her hand like i would love to be that person for someone who you know who doesn't have a support system like i will sit there with them and i will talk to them and i will hold their hand like i've always wanted to do that kudos to your fucking dad literally i know i know you stated that like not everyone is going to have a supportive um family but But good for you for having that so i'm so happy that you had a father that you know i don't i don't know what he believes in i don't know what he stands for but he obviously is a great person because he's a great father exactly he's not gonna let you go through that alone that's amazing exactly and it's like and i'm glad that you guys have that relationship where you could tell him, hey, 
I'm in this situation. I have to rectify this. And he said, okay. You know, like, it's that's amazing. Yeah, and I'm so glad. Thank you again for sharing your story. Anyone else who wants to send us an email, um, we can keep your anonymity. We don't have to... Um, we don't have to state your name. If you want your name, we'll shout you out. But um, make sure you send emails to twithken at gmail.com. That's T-E-A-W-I-T-H-K-E-N at gmail.com. We always list everything in the description box. So if you're listening to uh, listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, make sure you click the description box. Everything that we talk about will be listed down below. Um, all of the songs that play as well, they all have been my songs. So um uh sorry not sorry but uh, um i usually the actual individual songs are listed at the very end of the, the the description so you can see what um songs are playing before and after our um episode so um today we're going to be talking about high school and just a lot of things that um it's like we're going to be talking about high school but we're going to be talking about it in kind of parallels like how different we are or how much mm-hmm. we've grown and how much like kind of like hindsight bias is 2020 like if only i knew if only i knew it wasn't that serious if only i knew that one day i would be 22 and like living like halfway through my dreams right now I you know mean, what i mean i'm gonna be honest i did not have a very happy high school experience mm-hmm. me neither i mean yeah. at all yeah I until mean, like my senior year i need you to like get that because that's like really bothering me oh it's it's a piece of skin i know get it like it's it's killing me like I keep looking at it and it's making me like upset um (laughs) ladies and gentlemen that's pretty much a perfect description of our friendship right there (laughs) but yeah but like I mean I didn't have the best like I didn't have a bad high school experience yeah I won't say that because I you know met the love of my life in high school you know and things like that but also some of the worst moments of my entire life happened during that four years yeah I mean, to kind of give you guys a um, kind of just like a background on my high school experience, I was homeschooled half of like the majority of eighth grade. Um, We were kind of like fresh into like living in Georgia. Um, My mom was getting remarried. You know, I, I was getting a brand new family and four extra siblings and um i we moved up into you know this kind of like what at the time i still consider bubble fuck but like at the time i was like we're in the fucking boondocks like no we're in the, in the fucking sticks yeah like in the middle of nowhere but i um anyone deliverance no okay but yeah like i was like i started i started eighth grade for a little bit and then i went to i went to my luckily my new stepbrother was um the same age as me so we were in the same grade we were in a lot of same classes together so it was kind of comforting but um i was only in that middle school for like a month you know before it was time for high school so starting high school was very weird for me because i went to school with two of my siblings um who are both white and i don't know if you guys know by now because my voice but I'm, i'm a black guy Um, (laughs) but it's so funny because we would tell people like, you know, we're siblings. It's like, oh, that's my brother. That's my sister. And, you know, this was a 99.9% white school. I think at the time that I started high school, there were three black kids (laughs) in in my entire school. And, um, it was just a very weird experience for me. It was very odd. Like everything was just like so new and so different. And we would tell people that like, you know, we're siblings 
and people were completely not <laughs> kind of they're like, like what you're fucking with me there's like you're black and he's white and it's like how does that work and it's like well there's this cool thing called marriage and you know but um you know people couldn't wrap their heads around it um and so i was already like the weird one because like i was the the black sibling to the two white kids that everyone knew. Yeah. You know, they, they already had a relationship with all of these kids. Like, you know, my step siblings. And then here were like, here was the, the brother that kind of came out of nowhere that no one knew about or like even knew how it happened. You know, it's like, oh, like what? Like, where, where did this kid come from? So I was kind of like, um, injected into this, um, this kind of culture that I wasn't prepared to deal with um, being from New York and kind of being um, I, I, I've always been like a suburbanite, but um, suburbia and Georgia is much different than suburbia in New York. Oh yeah. Surrounded by the city and um, intercity people. So um, I was just very like kind of no, suburbia rebellious in the South is true suburbia. Yeah. But like, I was just very rebellious against everything and anyone and, I just didn't want anything. I didn't want anything good. <laughs> like, you know, I wanted everything to be more difficult than it had to be because I was yeah, just so angst. I was just so angry, you know? Um, but I was my freshman year. I joined the football team, you know, to appease my mother. <laughs> um, but I joined the football team, but my, my passion lied in the arts. You know, it was, I was very much a, uh, I was very much like a, I, I wouldn't say theater kid because I didn't I didn't do theater. I auditioned. I was. I, yeah, I auditioned. I was a thespian. I auditioned for three shows. I got into the shows, and we can get into that later. But I it just it didn't work out for me. But I was definitely in show choir. I was an honor chorus. Um, I did. What else did I do? I was an honor chorus. I was in regular chorus. Yeah, so like I was just like very much into music, and at the time, like I was in the football, I was on the football team, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like unheard of in like Southern culture for a football player to also be like High School Musical. I my life was High School Musical, um, because it was unheard of for like kind of like that jock like archetype to also want to be into the arts and also want to be into music. And I remember like I would have to like leave practice early, football practice like 30 minutes early so I could make it to show choir on time and I would go there and like all of my um all of my um my like practice gear and I would stand next to, you know, my um you know, my classmates and like, you know, sweaty as shit in my football gear and like everybody's just judging me. Cause like, you know, at the time, like no one knew me. So it's like, I'm like this fucking like football player that also is doing, uh, who was also doing chorus and show choir. And like, I was literally one of two people. There was only ever two people in all of my high school. I don't know how it is now, but all of my high school who who have ever done like chorus and show choir and football at the same time. So it was just kind of like, I was like this creature in this room that everyone was already judging and little like, you know, unbeknownst to me, like those people would in time become my family at high school and become the, my support system and become the people that kind of, you know, despite everything that's happening, will always have my back. And, um, it took me a very long time to kind of find my community in high school. I don't know about you. What about you? Like, I... I was kind of a social butterfly. Like, I didn't really have a clique, necessarily. Yeah. I kind of just floated around to all the different cliques. Um, I actually, at lunch, would hang out with a lot of, like, the burnouts and the, 
you what know. is that? Because, like, what is, what is the like, point? Like, uh, you know, the guys who were, like, I mean, I because there was, like, two years straight where, like, I only sat with guys because I just knew them, and, and they all called me a bro with boobs. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, but they, like, you know, they would do drugs. They would hook up with girls. Like, you know, it's just, like, not necessarily, like, shiny, perfect yeah. people. But, like, but we had fun. We were great. And and I just, like, I hung out with, like, different people. Yeah. All all the time. Like, I really didn't have, like, I had a bunch of friends. I didn't really have a clique of, you know, like, a few people that all had stuff in common. Because I, I would find people that I had common with. And, like, you know me. Like, everyone's my best friend until you give me a reason not to be. Yeah. You know? So I really, like, I just hung out with everybody. But you're, like, I, like you, was, I didn't do sports. Because yeah. I am not athletic. <laughs> but, um... I mean, yeah, like, I would, I was in National Honors Art Society, I was a thespian, I took all the art classes, like, that was who I was, and, you know, coming from someone who is on the opposite end of the spectrum, like, there was a lot, like, I went to a school where, I mean, we had, we had some diversity, but not, like, a lot of diversity, mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were mostly white, and... But yeah, we it was it was a weird dynamic. It really was because we had a principal who only cared about sports and only cared about the arts when he wanted to show rich patrons around and he would drag them by the art school with, oh, we take our art very seriously. And I'd literally go, ha, you're hilarious. I mean, that's how it was. That's how it was for um, just because like when I was on football team, like the football team got all of the funding. And it was it was almost infuriating in a way that when um, the course we would have to go to trips and mind you we were a nationally renowned um, course an honor course mm. we won platinum at every event we went to we went to district nine and we took first place yeah you know so we kind of we kind of were nationally renowned and very very um, just kind of awarded. And the football team got all of the funding. All of the arts department had to do fundraisers. We had to sell lollipops and sell pasta and kind of just like put ourselves out there in order to raise funds in order to do the things that we needed to do in order to, you know, make it a kind of not worthwhile experience, but like um, a wholesome experience for us. And I just remember like my freshman year, I was... I don't, I didn't know where I fit in. Like even like up to my senior year, like I didn't have a group. Like I didn't have, I knew a little bit of everyone, but like my freshman year, like I, I, I hung out with like all of the scene kids. Like that was my thing. Like I was like super, like, I don't know. I just kind of like, you get in where you fit in and I didn't fit in anywhere. So I just kind of like floated around and I was like with the scene kids. And I remember, um, I remember one of my uh, first friends actually was this girl named um, Emily and everyone used to talk so much shit about this girl. I mean, she used to wear like, I remember she used to wear like one blue contact and she'll have like one blue eye and one brown eye. And then she had like the like kind of like seen like shaved, like that Mm -hmm. razor cut blunt hair. And like it was all different types of colors. And she would, um, she would do the thing where like she would cut a big hole in her jeans and like tied together tied together with those big baby pins Bob, like she, or, oh yeah the you know, safety pins the safety pins yeah and like she would have them all over her jeans like everywhere and she had she had all the buckles and like just like completely counterculture and i there was just something 
so refreshing about being with someone who wasn't going to judge me. Yeah, or who didn't even fit that, like, cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, all of my friends, like, I remember this girl, Alex, and, you know, Alex was um, sexually fluid. And that was the first sexually fluid person I've ever run into. There were days where, like, Alex would come in and, you know, kind of, like, identify as, you know, a girl. And there were other days where she would, you know, identify as a... um, as a boy and she would like she had like huge boobs like double d's oh my god i know her and yeah you okay. know her yeah yeah okay yeah like she oh, was yeah. so no, she's blonde now right or she yes, was yeah yes. no i know exactly oh my god that's yeah so no we crazy. were friends <laughs> she is so <laughs> that's so crazy that we I would know. have a mutual like, friend we, we... well because i went to middle school where you went to high school i went to the attached middle school and okay. then i got redistricted so yeah. i knew a lot of those people yeah and yeah, no, she she would come in and out of my life all the time. It was that's really funny because I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. Yeah, I know her. <laughs> that's so funny that, but no, but yeah, she was like a really good friend of mine, and like just like all of these people, just kind of you know, and yes, they were all white because there were black people in my school, but like I like I kind of didn't fit in. Like my freshman year of high school, the first time I'm interacting with these people. I had a science class, and this kid in the science class it was the first time ever in my life I got called N word. <gasps> ever, ever in my life. Literally was sitting in this class. I, um, you know, it was like the kind of homeroom. Mm-hmm. And um, this kid like just like sat right in front of me. And, you know, there were other seats. And I was like, you know, like, can you move to the side a little bit? Because I can't see the board. I was like writing down something. And he was just like, he was just like, he turned around and he was just like, shut up, N-word. And... Did you hit him? Bro. When I say every emotion possible, like, flew through my veins, I didn't know what to do. I'd never, I knew, because, okay, here's the thing. Now, my reaction would be different. I mean, I don't, I want to get angry now, like, but, like, back then, like. Because back then, like, you're so angsty, you're looking for a reason to be angry. Exactly, I'm looking for reasons, and I'm looking for reasons to be in conflict. But, like, that wasn't the reason I was looking to be in a conflict. I was just like, because I had no idea. I was like, I know I was supposed to be angry at it, and I, I was angry at it. I just didn't know what the appropriate reaction was, because, you know, words are words. Yeah. And, you know. You know how you handle that? Bam! Throw punch. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, he called me an word, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. So, like, I already kind of had this, like, um... Like, it wasn't a preconceived notation. It was just kind of, like, a full developed conceived notation um, about how, um, you know, these people were going to act towards me. Yeah. You know? And I, when I say these people, I don't mean these white people. I mean, like, these people, these new people. Because, I mean, I went to private school in New York. I, I, I was around a lot of white people. It, you know, these were a different type of white people. <laughs> so, you yeah, know. Yeah, these weren't rich white people. These were, like, regular white people. You know, and, like, you know, I, I remember, like, being astonished at this girl saying that she lived in a trailer and i was like you live in a what like what is that like i had no idea what a trailer was you know and um there was just so much there was just so much kind of like new to me because like people think that like you know just because you live in the same country you do the same things and you act the same way people were saying yes ma'am no ma'am we don't say ma'am oh my gosh oh yeah like when josh first got here from Ohio because he got here our freshman year yeah like I never said yes ma'am no sir or whatever like I because I'm from New York too like it's just I've never said it but like I've never gotten called out for it yeah his first day of his freshman year um everyone was calling you know attendance and everyone was like yes ma'am yes ma'am yes ma'am and you know it came time she called Josh's name and he raises his hand he goes here 
And the woman's like, are we going to have a problem? We will if you raise your voice at me, bitch. And she was like, <laughs> I know. He, no, he's like, what the hell? Like, yeah. he didn't think he did anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, um, in terms of, like, experiences, I mean, I can, I'm going to be all over the place with this because, like, I'm just kind of speaking free form as things come into my mind. Mm-hmm. But um, my sophomore year, there was this teacher that um, I was walking down the hallway with... Um, Cause like a lot of me and my like female friends, like we would hold hands down, you know, the hall. Did you get PDA or what is it? Yeah. It's like PDA where they would well, like, well, um, that yes. But the way she did it was kind of like utterly disgusting because she, um, I was holding hands like down the hall with like, you know, this redhead, you know, hasty white girl. <laughs> You know, and um, this teacher, the science teacher, and I'm not going to name her name name because, like, you know, I don't want to be an asshole. But um, she comes out of the room and she goes, um, she goes, Kenneth. And I'm like, yes. She's like, come here. And like, she like pulls me into her room and she was just like, she was like, you know, like, I'm not into that, like, like that much situation. (gasps) And implying, like, interracial. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was just like, because I didn't know what that meant. Like, now, you know, it was like, it's so funny because, like, in high school, it's like, all of these things happen. It's like, I was, like, kind of naive to a lot of things. Like, I didn't yeah. know what mutt meant, you know? And I guess, like, it was just, like, so, I was just so confused. That's awful. Yeah. And, I mean, just, like, up. Like I had, I had teachers that would, um, like we would go over history and the part about slavery would happen. It's like, oh my God, slavery, you know? And then they're like, well, everyone's silent. It's like the teacher would go like, oh, well, what do you think, Kenneth? Like the only black kid in the class. And it's like, well, I think I wasn't fucking alive. So teach the fucking class, you dumbass. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like people were like stepping on eggshells. And then there were people that weren't stepping on eggshells. They were like fucking bulldozing through the China store, you know, in terms yeah. of race. And and it's like, and, and it's funny because like, it's, it's like the teachers almost needed like a. Permission to talk about it. No, it's not a permission. They, they needed like a fucking like class to teach them how to deal with diversity yeah and that is so crazy to me that you would think that somebody can be so closed off from the rest of the world as an educator see i i had some like mean teachers like i had and because i had this one teacher and he was always just like a nasty person yeah and um we've all had one of those And, and it was, like, he tried to be funny and cool, but, like, even him trying Bless to be you. funny and cool was, like, still being a dick. Yeah. And he, um, he actually, like, looked up all of our addresses and, like, judged our houses on Google Maps one day during class. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm sitting but here, like, I'm, I'm like, sitting here staring at him, like, in awe. Like, what is wrong with you? I'm not surprised and, anymore, because you and, had the health teacher with the peppermint patty, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did I tell, <laughs> yes. did I tell a story on the podcast? Okay. Yes. I was supposed to be like, oh, should I? But, oh, yeah, and then I had another teacher who, um, and I had a lot of great teachers, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm actually still really good friends with one of my um, senior English teachers on Facebook, one of my French teachers. I'm friends with her on Facebook. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I had a lot of amazing teachers. But I had this other teacher. He was my, he wasn't econ or government. I think he was just, like, American history because it was junior year. And I sat with this girl named Haley, and we were, we were really good friends, 
And, you know, we looked similar enough. She was maybe an inch or two shorter than me. So we were both like under 5'5", five five. Um, you know, blue eyes, mm-hmm. kind of that medium, not quite brown, not quite blonde hair, things like that. Yeah. And um, so, like, we looked similar enough, like both pale. And he could not tell us apart. He actually made it, like, he actually told us we couldn't sit together anymore because he couldn't tell us apart. And all year long, he referred to me as Haley and her as Ashley to the point where, like, we would now respond to, like, Haley or Ashley. Oh, my gosh. It was. And and I, like, I to this day, I don't know if he was doing it because he thought it was funny. And, yeah. you know, he eventually figured out who we were and then just, like, never corrected it. But my sister ended up getting, I feel so bad. My sister got most of my teachers from high school and some of them have been like, oh God, you know, cause I was trouble. Like I got sent down to the principal's office quite a bit just for mouthing off. Yeah. But a lot of them were like, oh God, you're Ashley's sister. But then a lot of people were like, oh good. Like I loved her. And, and apparently she had him and he was like, oh yeah, Ashley was like a great student. Like she was one of my favorites that year. And I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Because I don't remember, like, even saying two words to you. And I really don't think you know who I am. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Like, I just, I had, I was coming from a place where, like, throughout high school, I was dealing with, like, not only students being kind of confrontational and really nasty and mean. But, like, teachers. But, like, teachers as well. And, like, there were, I had teachers that, like, completely, like, you know, like, God forbid I call someone racist, but like literally did not hold back their like thoughts about me. And not because I was a bad student, not because like, I mean, I wasn't a great student in high school, but I mean, C students make great college students, by the way. So just let you know that. Um, But I, not that I was a great student, but I definitely wasn't disruptive or kind of like I talked a lot. You know, Mm because, you know, not a lot of things interest me besides, you know, who was sitting next to me and what older they had. But, you know, I I wasn't disruptive, but there were teachers that would literally like kind of like target me like um, incessantly for no reason. Um, There were times where like I was completely silent and someone all the way across the classroom was talking and like the teacher would like, Kenneth! And I'm like... Well, that could be why, like, that could be because you're always talking. No, like, literally, like, bruh. Like, there were, (laughs) I mean, there were times where, like, I, like, I had a teacher come out. There was this um, teacher that would always, she was like, she's like, I just know that you're causing problems. She's like, I know that. She's like, I know it. I know you're causing problems. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She was like, like, I know you're (laughs) a racist. I just, I know it. (laughs) I know. She's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, you can't tell me. I said that so many times. She's like, you can't tell me that you're not doing anything that I shouldn't be concerned about. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, literally the entire conversation was so odd to me because I was so confused to where this was going. Come to find out she's talking about, like, drugs. She thought I was doing drugs. Nice! And I'm just like, oh, fucking awesome. So, like, not only are you a racist, but you're a fucking asshole, too. (laughs) Because, like, I, like, literally, like, I don't think I had my first sip of alcohol until college. So, like, you know, it, yeah. it was, I was very kind of, like, clean, I was a very clean-cut kid. You were straight edge. Yeah, and I just, it was so fucking, like, it was so weird to me. She's like, I just know you're doing something. She's like, I know you're, like, she's like, I'm going to be watching you. Like, trust and believe. Like, you're going to be walking through the hallway, and I'm going to be watching you. 
and I'm going to know. It's like anything that you do, anything that you, you know, say, I'm going to see you and I'm going to be there. And I'm like, so creepy. you're fucking weird. And I'm going to walk away now. Yeah. It's like, like, where's my rape whistle? Like, no, just like, really? Like I need an adult. Someone help me. Yeah. No. But, um, I, I remember, okay. So there, there was this time I was the, um, I was the, once I like kind of like my sophomore year, I kind of grew into the appreciating that I was the only black kid. Cause I started using that shit in my fucking favor, bro. When I say, no, when I say that I literally would do shit and get away with it because like I would pull the like, is it cause I'm black? And I said that shit. I oh, was I like, bet. Yeah, because like, because there came a point where like, I was just getting so much racial shit. Like there was, there was a point in time where, um, there was this kid, um, there was this kid that died. I don't remember his, I don't call his name. So it was my freshman year. Mm-hmm. It's like eight years ago. But we had, a, we had a bunch of kids that died while I was yeah, in high school. There was this, um, kid that passed away and he was such a, he was in my class. He was such a, um, he was very country and very like, you know. Just living that life, that good old boy life. Um, mm-hmm. But he he was such a sweet kid. And I just remember, like, I, I never knew anyone personally that died. I never been to a funeral before. Even now, still to my life, like, knock on fucking wood. But, like, I, like, I still, like, I've never been to a funeral. So, like, it was just very, like, awkward for me. Like, when people would talk about him, like, I just wouldn't say anything. You know, I just kind of kept silent because I'm like, I don't know what to say. I, I have no idea. I don't know. What do people say during like, you know, times like this? Yeah. And, you know, this is someone that the kids knew since like, like elementary school. They yeah. all went to like the same elementary school. They knew each other. Like, you know, this was kind of like how closely knit this kind of um, school it's, it's system a, was. Yeah. It's you a know, very close knit like community school system. Yeah. Like, these people grew up together and um, oh yeah, no, I grew up there. Like, someone, I yeah. Someone started a rumor saying that. I said that I was happy this kid died and like, I hope he burned in hell. What the hell? Why? And first of all, I don't believe in hell. So anyway, so, so I was like, first of all, that doesn't even sound like something I would say. Cause I, I was like, I don't believe in hell. Even then I didn't believe in hell. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't say that. So no, but like someone started that and all of like the kind of like rednecky kids, like, like stopped me in the hall. It was leaving. They stopped me in the hallway and like this big burly kid came up to me and he was like, he was like, he was like, so what the fuck did you say about Cooper? And I was like, Oh, I said his name. Oops. But, um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, um, he was like, what the fuck did you say about him? And, um, I was like, um, nothing. I'm confused. And at the time I didn't know what the rumor was. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're saying. And he was like, he was like, I will fuck you up. You fucking black. And then he said the N word. And he was like, he was like, he was like, I'm going to be waiting for you at the bus stop. He's like, I'm going to fucking curb stomp your ass. And I'm going to spit my dip in your face. And like, yeah, like, and I I hated those kids who like, or those kids who like had those big jackets, you know what I'm talking about? Like the tan ones. Yeah, and he was wearing that jacket. I'm sure, I'm sure, with like the jeans that they cut so that they could fit their boots on under their jeans. Yeah. And, and then they're like, all the, I would see this all the time, but like people would like be talking and all of a sudden they'd open their jacket and like a water bottle would be in there. And yeah. <laughs> with their fucking, their, uh, or they would carry it in their back pocket. Uh, full of uh, fucking uh, tobacco smoke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Forever vomiting. But no, like, I just remember like, 
what the fuck? Like, I was so confused. And, like, it wasn't even a point where, like, I could turn up on them, like, you know, and get, like, that, like, kind of, no, like... No, there's too many. <laughs> no, it, no, it wasn't even that. I, like, I gave no fucks. It wasn't about that. I was, like, I was confused. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't even be angry because I, I had no idea what was going on. And um, I ended up finding out, and, like, this... It died down because I was just, like, you know, like, my friends were just, like, you know, like, Kenneth would never fucking say anything like that. Like, yeah. and I'm so glad I had, like, kind of, like, those, like, group of friends who kind of like had my back at that time because like if we get further into fucking high school like friends turned into not so friends later yeah but um it was just really fucking weird to me that like this rumor started and i was like why would i say that like what, what would be the purpose of me saying that but it was all petty bullshit and it was all shit that like really didn't matter so like by the time sophomore year came around and i just kind of like i was just like look i'm gonna use since everybody wants to fucking attack me everyone wants to make me seem like i'm the enemy i'm the bad guy i'll be the fucking enemy i'll be the bad guy like and i quit the football team my sophomore year like kind of like halfway through like a quarter way through freshman year i never actually played a game but <laughs> i like i quit football team so like now the jocks didn't like me anymore because i wasn't playing for them like i wasn't one of them yeah i was like purely fucking like a geek and um my friends started shifting again like my friends went from being like you know these kind of scene emo kids to like all of the theater kids yeah. and all of the you know band kids and all of you know the people you know of course that's when i met like for the yeah. first uh, time okay, yeah, yeah our our mutual friend that's kind of like when i met you know her for the first time mm-hmm. like kind of like we knew each other but like that's when we started becoming friends and um i'm so tired it took me like way too long to i know you. <laughs> like you're, you're sitting here like you know our friend our yeah friend. i'm like who what <laughs> no but um yeah so i would we had this dress code and I was going through like kind of my, like my pre midlife crisis again in high school, like the, like inter, like trying to find myself. And I would like cut, we had this dress code. Like, you know, you couldn't see any undergarments. You couldn't like, yeah. you know, have holes above your knee. I sliced these pair of jeans, like all the way up to my crotch. And I yeah. would wear like, yeah. and I would walk around like with these like cut up jeans and everyone like would like, God, he's out of dress code. Like, all of the students, like, oh, he's out of dress code. Not a single fucking teacher would say something to me because I'm just like, are you, excuse me? Like, I'm sorry. Like, did you say something? Because, like, I would go to the administrators. Like, anytime a teacher would say something to me, I would go to the administrator and I'm like, look, this this teacher's starting shit with me again. I started building up a history, like, not a history, but, like, kind of a report Mm -hmm. of, like, all of this, like, kind of discrimination that I was experiencing back and forth, and I used that shit to my advantage, and I'm, like, I'm not even sorry about it, because, like, why should a fucking 13-year-old have to experience racism in the fucking, what's supposed to be, like, their safe space? Yeah. You know, I spend, like, fucking eight hours here a day, and, like, all I'm getting is, like, racism back-to-back, and it's, like, not, like, that fake type of racism. No, like, there are people threatening to, like, kick my ass because I'm black. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, actual true racism. Like, not the, like, oh, like, they called me, like, you know, black. Like, ooh like no they called me fucking like n-word every day and like monkey and like people would throw watermelon rinds at me and like fucking um, go back to africa like in lunch and like there was this time where like this kid like was like throwing like was throwing paper at me i was like at lunch and um i never like turned up on anyone before and like mind you i got in a lot of fights in middle school (laughs) <laughs> like a lot of fights in middle school yeah and like fighting wasn't a thing that i was afraid to do like i would i would turn up on anybody like i don't fucking give a shit and like my thing is like i'm loud like i would i would be really loud 
And, but I'm like, I know I can, I know I can fight, you know, yeah. like I fucking, I was in Hoshindoh. I've had street fights. Like, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. I, I can fight. And there was this kid, he was like throwing shit at me. And like, I kept turning around and I was like, Hey, can you stop? Like, you know, like I, like, I understand you think it's funny, but like, can you stop? And like, he just kept throwing shit at me and the tables were like super close together. So like, mm-hmm. he was like right there. And he like ended up like chucking like this really like heavy, like, I think it was like a like pen cap or something like that. And it was just hit me and it hurt. And, like, because the other things were just annoying. It was, like, little paper balls. And, like, this yeah. thing, like, actually hurt. And, like, I turned around and I was like, if you don't fucking stop it, I'm going to fucking curse your fucking ass. And, like, he was just, like, like, he was just, I mean, when I say he got, like, big, yeah. his eyes were, like, bigger than his fucking face. Like, he was so confused. Like, he was like, oh, because, like, I guess they thought, like, I was, like, this little bitch. Yeah. And I was like, no, like, bro, like, I, I was, I was being nice. I was trying to save you from this fucking embarrassment that you're about to experience right now. And like the administrator, like everyone, like all of like the administrators were in the lunchroom because like, you know, they walk through the lunchroom and um, the administrator was like right there and he comes over and he was like, he was like, he was like, what's wrong, Kenneth? <laughs> he was like, he was like, are you okay? What did this kid do? And I was like, he keeps fucking throwing shit at me. Like I was cursing. Yeah. I was like, he keeps fucking throwing shit at me. I was told this motherfucker to stop. And like, you know, I was just, like, cursing up a fucking storm. And, like, all of my, like, you know, my friends that were sitting there, they're like, yeah, like, these assholes keep throwing stuff. Like, you know. And, like, you know, he ended up getting ISS. And, like, nice. I mean, I mean, I mean, I made an example out of anybody that wanted to be a dick. Because, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, the way I saw it is, like, I have to be here for four years. Like, I don't have a choice. Like, you know, I, you know, I have to graduate high school. I can't, like, let this, like, kind of, like, interfere with, you know, me eventually moving on to bigger and better things and other fucking states yeah get the fuck out of here but you know i i had to make an example of anyone and and like everyone who thought that they could just run over me because they thought i was like you know non-responsive to all of their fucking bigotry and antics Mm -hmm. and you know sophomore year was also like that time that um point in uh high school when um, all of the gay rumors started and, you know, like I, I didn't, bruh, I didn't even, I never even came out. Like that wasn't a thing for me. Like, yeah. I never came out to my family, to anyone, like everyone, like, you know, just like kind of respected me for who I was. And that was that. And I like in high school, I didn't even know myself. I wasn't dating. I wasn't interested in anyone. Like I wasn't interested. In, I like, just like, like you wanted to find yourself. Yeah. High school for me wasn't even a point where like I was interested in anyone. Yeah. You know, so it was weird to me that all these people kept calling me gay and like, because I I was very much into like, you know, like I think they had like this kind of like, um, this kind of idea that if you're black, you have to be like hard and tough and you know, like the other black kids too, um, (laughs) the other black kids that were there, they were kind of like, there was this, uh, kid, uh, Keith that we kind of looked almost exactly like we have the same height, same skin complexion, you know, like, same yeah. stature. Like, you know, everyone would call me Keith all the fucking time. That shit was annoying. But, um, he was, like, the jock. He was, like, the, like, what they thought black kids were supposed to be. And, like, he, like, now when I think about him, like, absolutely not. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. like, he did not in any way represent, like, I guess, quote-unquote, black culture or whatever they thought it was. Because the kid was fucking whiter than me. And, you know, I'm pretty yeah. fucking vanilla. 
But, um, yeah, so, like, you know, he was on the basketball team, and he was playing baseball, and he was playing, you know, football, and, like, you know, he was, like, doing all this stuff, and, like, here I am, like, fucking show choir, doing, like, fucking, like, plies, like, through the fucking hallway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. You know, but, you know, all of the gay rumors started, and, you know, everyone would always fucking ask me, and it seems like everybody was more interested in my sexuality now than me being black, which was kind of, like, a win, in a sense, because, mm. you know, it was, like, I was, like, now I'm no longer, like, the fucking black kid, I'm, like, the, like... Like, You're you the know, gay blackhead. I'm the gay blackhead. <laughs> so it was like, and then everybody, like, this was also around the time that Kingley, Kingsley became very popular. So everybody was like, oh my God, you remind me of Kingsley. And I don't I'm know just, who that is. oh my God, I'll show you a fucking video later. I don't know anyone. Yeah, he's on YouTube. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah, but yeah. Um, everybody was like, oh my God, you look, you look like Kingsley. Or not look like Kingsley. God, I don't look like Kingsley. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, but they're like, oh, you sound like Kingsley. You remind me of Kingsley. And I'm like, I don't fucking, like, no, I don't. Like, stop it. Like, all black people don't look like her. This person told me that I look like Yo Gabba Gabba in high school. Like uh, the kids show? The kids show. The, the, the toasty black guy with the orange hat. Like, they told me that I look like, because I, I had auburn hair. And they're like, oh my God, you look like, like Yo Gabba Gabba. And I'm like, and I looked it up. And like, everybody was like, yeah, yeah, you do, you do. And I looked it up in class. And like, I was like, no, the fuck I don't. Like, I don't look anything like this person. That's so funny. And they were like, no, you look exactly like them. And I'm like, and you look like fucking Britney Spears after she had her mental make breakdown. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Like, it was like, like you're t- sitting here telling me that like all like all the time like all black people look alike and i'm just like no like yeah you know that's not the case but yeah no like i was very non-confrontational and still my senior- <laughs> well, no, no, no 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 because like my senior year because like you know like yeah i mouth off like i've always been a smart ass i've always been like that kid but like i didn't actually like because like my sophomore and junior year like i was fighting like, you know, MMA and kickboxing and, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like, I, that's what I did. I would go after school and I would go to the gym and I would fight until, like, 8 or 9 o'clock. And, you know, I, I was really good and I actually fought with a bunch of kids that I went to school with. And so they knew, like, how I was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but, like, that thing, I was, like, really friendly and I would, like, you know, be joking around with them and, like, talking to them as I'm kicking their ass. Like, <laughs> but because I've always been, like, a really sunny, happy person. Well... My senior year is when my dad passed away. And did I ever tell you about the girl who tried to bully me after my dad died? I, yeah, I, I was like, I, I think I remember that. Yeah, where she, well, basically this girl, we had a bunch of classes together. And basically she started fucking with me via Facebook where I posted a status. Um, and it was basically a quote from The Life of Pi. And apparently everyone loves that book. Apparently she just lived and died by this book. Apparently it was her favorite fucking book. I hated it. I absolutely hated this book. But the end quote, because we read the last chapter in class, and the end quote basically was, um, I'll never be able to thank my father for all the lessons he gave me because without them I wouldn't have survived. Mm-hmm. And and I posted that because at the time that touched me very deeply because, you know, my dad taught me all kinds of lessons. And, and you know, it was just, it was very, like, I was just really, you know, sensitive about it. And she basically started commenting, like, you didn't even fucking read the book. How dare you say anything about it? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what is your problem? And she's like, you quoting this book is like a redneck getting a Jane Austen tattoo or a black person putting a fucking swastika on their door because you don't know what it means. And I turned around and or or Jew putting a like either way, it was fucking racist. And I turned around and I was like, 
Are you serious? Like, I think I understand this quote better than most people right now. Back the fuck off. And it got to the point where, like, I was just taking screenshots of the entire fucking conversation the entire time. And and eventually, like, a lot of people joined in and was like, hey, sit the fuck down. Don't fuck with the girl whose dad just died. What, what's wrong with you? And And so basically... You know, I let it be. I mean, I, you know, I had those screenshots because I'm that person, like, if I if I need to, like, I'll handle my shit, whatever, but I'm not going to just fuck her over for no reason. Yeah. So, and then one day she looks at me because we were in art class and she sat across from me because our we had, like, easel desks or whatever. And one day she looks at me and she goes, you know what? Death just, it just surrounds you. It just follows you around. And I was, like, in the middle of writing, and I actually, like, dropped my pencil and froze because I'm sitting here, like, my dad had maybe died, like, I think I missed two weeks of school. So I was, like, two weeks after my dad died. And, or, like, two and a half, maybe three weeks. And, but, like, so either way, that wound is still incredibly fresh, you know, whatever. And I actually froze, and I stopped, and I thought to myself, like, she she didn't just say that. There's no way someone would say that to me. Like, that's, like, so insensitive. And then I kind of replayed the moment back in my head. I'm like, oh, no, no, she did say that. And I looked at her and I was like, you know what? Sometimes I just, I get these urges um, to fucking grab someone by their hair, yank them on the floor and stomp on their face until it cracks open. Back the fuck off. Don't ever talk to me again. And she was horrified because I said the whole thing with a smile on my face. (laughs) Because it's like, like, I literally was so grief stricken that I'd reached a point of just insanity and and so yeah and and you know I ended up dating a boy that she was interested in and you know he kind of came into my life around the same time and you know he had picked on me all throughout my are you talking about Josh? I am talking about I was Josh. Like, can you just say Josh? Okay, fine, Josh. But, but, like, yeah, but, like, you know, but, like, yeah, so she'd been interested in him, and he and I kind of started dating, and that's when she got, like, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And so I basically took those screenshots to an administrator, which is, like, our version of a bright vice principal, because we didn't have one vice principal. We had, like, four. 8,000. Right? <laughs> and But you know what he said to me? I, I tried to show him the screenshots, and he was like, I don't want to see them. Da-da-da. And I was like, so, so like what? Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, this girl's bullying me. He goes, well, this isn't bullying. This is what we call harassment. And it's kind of a gray area. And I'm like, she's making fun of me because my dad died. Like, how is that a gray area? Like, what the hell? And, and he was like, well, I mean, you know, I can basically, uh, you could press charges, but then she won't be able to walk at graduation. And, you know, you would have ruined her life because you're angry today. And, and I, like, I turned around, I was like, you know what? Fine. And, and he was like, or I could bring her in here and yell at her. I was like, okay, fine. You do that. And you let her know that the only reason she's going to be walking in graduation is because I fucking said so. And then I just walked out because I was done. And she ended up the next period getting called into his office. I think it's so weird how, um, the difference, I mean, cause we kind of, we didn't go to the same school, but we kind of went to the same area. Yeah. Um, I think it's so weird how administrators and teachers handle um girl emotions versus like guys emotions oh yeah no he kept saying you you two are seniors in high school and you're telling me you can't get along like this isn't a matter of like an argument or a disagreement like she is harassing me online like she is harassing me i mean there were i mean there were times where like i completely like I was completely out of line and I admit it and I know mm-hmm. I was and I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. But like, you know, there were times where I was completely out of line to 
teachers, students, indifferent. I didn't give yeah. a fuck. Because, like, I was just going through so much, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, so quickly that, like, everyone was a fucking enemy to me. It's, like, I don't fucking, like... I, like and I, I was, like, I am a naturally happy disposition type of yeah, person. Yeah, me too. But I would fucking go off the, like, fucking wire super fucking quick. Yeah, no, like, you and, and I are the same because we're both very happy, but we both have, like, the world's shortest fuses. Yeah, and it's just, like, and now it's, like, my fuse... My, my reaction to things is much different. Like, yeah, I'm more of, too. like... I'm more of, like, a... I'm going to, like, look at you until you walk away. Like, you know. Um, But, like, I was, I was so, I was so inappropriate. I was so, but the moral of the story, basically, (laughs) um, to kind of, like, tie everything together, like, in these, like, random plethora of stories, um, is I, I want anyone listening to realize that, you know, if you're, if you're in high school, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in high school, you should not be in class right now listening to this by the way stay in school guys be smart um but <laughs> I'm the fool stay in school <laughs> I know so but like if you're in high school and you're going through something know that at the time like you I thought that this would just, this like, it was the rest of my life it's, it's never gonna end it's it you know this is going to be my life this is going to make me literally everyone that I went to high school with is either fat ugly pregnant like working a dead-end job working at fucking a forever student working at fucking you know the fast food restaurant Uh down the street like when i say that if you're kind of like if you represent a counterculture or you represent the the least like um kid or you just kind of don't fit in um know that there's you fit in with they're, us. They're, exactly. It's like, you know. We'll be your friend. <laughs> that sounds so creepy. I know. But um, no, there's there there's bigger and better things outside of high school. And, and it's funny. I more... feel like I blinked and it ended. And that's the thing, though. It was and, so And like, I'm trying, like, as we're quick. talking about all of this stuff, like, yeah. I'm trying, like, the only things I can really remember is my senior year. And that's because it was such an eventful year for me. Like, high and low. Like, it was such. But, like, everything else, like, I don't really much yeah i mean i i remember i remember you know i have a really weird memory i remember like names dates oh i do too don't yeah, get me wrong like, i do too i had to like, like remind myself not to say that one girl's name yeah who by the way is now dating someone i still know and i don't care what you say to him okay i i will i will end you if you keep talking about me just fyi sorry it's it's yeah Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but yeah, so um, just know that everything is temporary. Nothing is really as big as it seems. Like, honestly, nothing. Like, it's there's, not. It's really there's not, not a single thing in this life. Like, you know, even things that, you know, seem like they're the worst thing that can happen to you, there's worse. <laughs> and college and college teaches you that. Um, so life teaches you <laughs> life that. Life teaches you that. Life and literally. And I for every time I called Kenneth, like, Kenneth, what would happen if I just like keeled over and died from stress, like right here? Yeah, like, <laughs> like would you mourn me? <laughs> no, like life literally is. Do you think if the, I drank a second bottle of wine, I would be an alcoholic? <laughs> life is the funniest joke ever, and it you're does. the butt. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, like if you're in high school, just know that like I went through some shit in high school. I went through a lot of shit in high school, but oh, like. Yeah. 
literally it's so gratifying and I know this sounds so bad but it's so gratifying to know that I am making strides towards my dreams I am living my life fully and wholesomely and I still look fucking amazing <laughs> and I can't wait for the uh you know, five and ten year reunion. Oh, we have a ten year reunion, but like, yeah, like I'm not I, gonna go to that shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna video call in. I'm gonna be like, hey guys, hi peasants. <laughs> Here, I'm sorry, I'm in my, I'm in my hotel room in Dubai, but I'm like, you know, I wanted to send my, you know, gracious, you know, <laughs> salutations to all of make you. Make it rain. And like, make it rain money money falling from the sky. <laughs> you know, women in like. Scantily, like small bikinis, are fanning you with ostrich feathers. I know, no, but like, <laughs> I mean, one can dream, but no, like, it's 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 nice to know that. Oh yeah, I mean, I can't wait to go. All of the people that made my life hell are suffering. It's, no, just... it's but it's so funny though because people will talk to me all the time and be like, "Oh my god, like you look like you're doing so well in your life." I'm like, because I am. Yeah, it's like, it's, like not, it's, not, it's not a look. It's not like a sham. It's like no, I'm like I'm doing what I need to be doing, and um. And that's the thing, though, like, if you let high school be your stamp on your envelope um, and you mail that letter, yeah, you're done. You know, people that peak in high school kind of if they re- when they say people peak in high school, they really do. Yeah. Like high school are, are going to be their best, the best four years of their lives or five for some people. Um, Casey Bragg. Um, <laughs> oh. I don't care. Um, <laughs> See, you and so, I both had like a petty moment. I okay, I feel yeah. better for having my little petty moment because that yeah. was that was intense. So um, no, like some people peak in high school and it's okay. Like you know, I mean it's not okay, but you know it's okay. You know um, what? Though? Like I always say, strive for better. Yeah. Like you know, don't don't let. I don't know. Like. I don't want to peak in my life ever. I want to just be constantly peaking. Yeah. Like, all the time. Yeah. Just keep, 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 keep going up. I'm probably going to edit that out. Why? No, I'm not going to edit it out. Why? Because <laughs> I don't care. What do you no, mean? No, the Why name. You... The name. Uh, no, but I'm not going to. It doesn't to. matter. I had my petty moment, too. We yeah, can both like, be petty. Uh, yeah, I was like, I edited it. Let's, I let's just both be shitty people. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like being an asshole today because I'm tired. But, I know. Um, I haven't had coffee, so that's why I got, like, so... <laughs> vicious but we are I'm usually so sweet we are at the end of the episode um that went by really quick too um because we we didn't have topics I feel like when we have topics we really have to like focus on timing yeah we just kind of talk this episode yeah which is I like good that, I love I love these I types like of episodes because like we I just kind of because it's kinda, just it flows and yeah and you know I mean we are good at segues we're so good at we're segues. so good at segues guys that's like our thing <laughs> yeah I you know what I want to issue a challenge to the two of us. We are going to one day have a podcast that's like literally entirely segues. It has to be like 15 minutes because we can't do that for an hour and a half. I feel like we could. Oh, God. <laughs> like challenge. I won't listen to it. So <laughs> whoever wants to listen yeah. to it. No, but, but I, I think um, you guys actually like these podcasts more where we just kind of open up about our lives and... And, you know, like, just things like that. Instead of, like, when we talk about topics, I feel like we get more feedback from these episodes, you know? Yeah. But um, what I need you guys to do is make sure you follow us on Twitter. Send us a tweet um, at Tea with Ken. Uh, like us on Facebook at Tea with Ken. And send us an email. Tea, with Ken, tea with Ken. <laughs> tea with Ken at gmail.com. 
Um, make sure that you keep updated on the Aging Faces of America project. I'm going to keep the GoFundMe page up. So uh, if anyone wants to donate towards the um, success of the project, feel free to do that. Um, I don't really like asking for money, but it's like, I need money, guys. I, we do this for free. We create free content. So um, the, the, the thing that um, I'm going to do, though, for the Aging Faces of America, that GoFundMe page is going to be set up um, specifically for charity. So any of the um, the money that I get in from the state forward is going to be going towards that fund. Um, it's not going to be for, like, uh, I think right now it says, like, camera and equipment, since I have the camera and equipment now. So, um, but as always, I thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure to give us your feedback. Leave comments. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. We need to put those subscriber numbers up. Um, and share with your friends. Like, I, I, I don't think people realize that, like, you know, the cool, the beautiful thing about podcast is that you, when you're in the car for, for like a 30 minute ride, you listen to a part of the episode. When you get, when you have to leave to where you're going, you listen to another part of the episode. You can listen to it all throughout the week, listen to it in segments. It's not like, you know, you don't have to sit down and listen to it all at, in one go. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a very kind of like seamless um, interaction with us. And we want to build the community. Um, and we want more feedback, you know? Yeah. We definitely want you guys to feel like you're included. So um, continue to email us. You know, we're going to have guests on next week. So I'm so proud of both of us, really, um, for kind of like, just high That was a high five. <laughs> but I'm so proud of us for kind of making this happen. And this was a dream of mine for, I'm going to get all emotional, but this was a dream of mine for like a year, come time. And I just, I don't know why I wanted to do it. I was just kind of compelled to like kind of get this podcast and started. And like every time you and I talked, oh my God, why aren't we recording the podcast right now? Yeah, and it's it's because so- Because I'm in my underwear on the phone with you? Like- <laughs> it's so cool though to think that like there are people that enjoy listening to us, you know, ramble about <laughs> the random shit that we random up, um, ramble about. And when we do have format, it, people listen and give us feedback. And I, I'm just so, I'm so impressed with- um, the human aspect, um, behind, uh, all of this technology, because, you know, we're speaking to each other yeah. for you guys, and we want you to feel like you're part of the conversation. So with that being said, we thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. your bottom dollar I might just be insane I like the flower where's ID the way they grow are you sure we're from here the race is not too clear I like to believe I'm from outer space it's such a big place after all and it makes me feel rather small